helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome to the Life Transformation Show. Today's show is titled, The Difference Between Suicide Ideation and Suicide OCD. There are seven recorded incidents of suicide in the Bible, and I won't be going over all seven today, but a few of the well-known ones are the suicide of King Saul. After King Saul was about to be captured by the Philistines in a battle that he was losing, he asked his armor-bearer to take his life, and when his armor-bearer refused, King Saul fell on his own sword, taking his life. We also know about the suicide of Samson. Samson, after being blinded and being humiliated by his enemies, prayed for strength and shook the pillars of the building in which he was, killing himself and his captors. And we also know of the New Testament suicide of Judas, who we are told in Matthew 27, 3-5, hanged himself over the guilt of betraying Christ. It is remarkable that over thousands of years of recorded history in the Bible, there have been only seven recorded incidents of suicide. One possible explanation is that there could have been many more incidents that were not recorded. While this may well be true, I believe that suicide rates were far less common in biblical times than it is today. According to the CDC, National Center for Health Statistics, the suicide rate increased 24% between 1999 and 2014 in the United States. And although in Canada the suicide rates have been steady since the 1920s, a study in 2000 of the 2000s ranked Canada ranked Canada 34th out of 107 nations when it comes to suicide rates. However, despite the fact that suicide rates are increasing and thousands more suffer from suicidal thoughts, there is still a lack of understanding when it comes to suicidal thoughts. Understandably, Family members become anxious and concerned when a loved one reveals they're having thoughts of not wanting to continue living or wanting to take their own life. But many people struggle with what to do when someone comes forward with these thoughts or how serious to take these thoughts. The show that we are going to be doing today is designed to help you to understand the difference between what is suicidal thoughts and what is suicidal OCD. I see many of my clients who come in suffering from suicidal OCD and doesn't know the difference between suicidal thoughts and suicide OCD. 
Maybe I'll begin by explaining what is OCD. OCD, the, the, the O in OCD is for obsession, and obsession with unwanted and intrusive thoughts. And the C is for compulsions or repetitive behavior. And these behaviors can be physical or they can be mental actions that a person goes through in their minds in an attempt to deactivate the stress that they are feeling. So what is suicidal OCD? Some of you might be hearing this term for the first time. Suicidal OCD is a branch of OCD in general. We know of many types of OCD. Some of the more uh, familiar ones or common ones are hand washing, where a person might have a severe fear of being contaminated by germs, and so they're washing their hands 20, 30 times a day. But we also know of other types of OCD where a person might have a checking type of OCD where they cannot leave the house without checking the door over and over and over again. Or they might drive for 10 minutes and then they have to turn back to do this checking ritual because they are worried that maybe they left the door open even after they have checked 10 times. So those are forms of OCD, that compulsion to, to check again and again is a form of OCD. But what is suicidal OCD? Suicidal OCD are people who have suicidal thoughts that are persistent and unwanted. So these people are having thoughts, suicidal thoughts, but they are not desiring these thoughts. These thoughts seem to uh, come into their minds randomly, or these thoughts are triggered by certain things. The thoughts that these people have express a desire to, to kill themselves, and that desire that they're having, that thought that they're having that express a desire to kill themselves is causing fear or anxiety. These people might also have intrusive images, images of stabbing themselves, cutting themselves, or causing life-threatening harm. Similarly, they may engage in ritualistic behavior to deal with anxiety that they are feeling. So ritualistic behavior, for example, could be an attempt to put away all sharp objects that they see because these objects trigger the unwanted thought that they could actually kill themselves. So they are putting away sharp knives, they are putting away anything that could trigger that thought. And these people, these persons with uh, OCD, with suicidal OCD, live with a high level of anxiety because of these obsessive thoughts about killing themselves. Now, there is a big difference between suicidal OCD and suicidal thoughts, or what we call suicide ideation. People with suicide ideation 
are not having anxiety over the thoughts that come in their minds. People with suicide ideation really have an intent to take their lives. The thoughts are not unwanted. The thoughts are deliberate intentions to commit suicide. So, for example, in the biblical story that we talked about earlier with King Saul, we saw that King Saul actually made a request for his armor bearer to take his life. And this I didn't give the reference, but if you wanted to read that reference, it is in First Chronicles chapter 10, verse 1 to 6. So King Saul was not having suicidal OCD. People with suicidal OCD have no intentions or have no intention to take their life. They are terrified at the thought that they could take their life. And many of these people live with this anxiety and they're constantly seeking reassurance from others that they won't actually take their life. They want to be comforted and reassured that it's just a thought and they're not going to actually actually follow through on the action. So they live with this constant fear. King Saul's action, actions were deliberate. And so was Judas's reaction or his actions. Judas intended to take his life because of the guilt that he felt after betraying his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For people with suicide ideation, Thoughts of suicide produce a sense of relief. These thoughts are thoughts that are wanted. They're not pushing away these thoughts. They're not terrified of these thoughts. They're actually thinking of taking their lives. On the other hand, people with suicide OCD is trying to push away these thoughts and is has a sense of dread when these thoughts come into their minds. So thoughts can be active. For example, having a plan with people with suicide ideation, we, we, we talk about active thoughts where the, the person has an active thought or have a plan to carry out the suicide ideation. Or they can have passive suicidal thoughts where the thoughts are fleeting, but they have no plans or intention to actually take their life. And so when we are doing assessment for the, a person's risk of suicidal, when a person comes to counseling, one of the first questions we ask if this issue of suicidal thought comes up is, do you have a plan in mind, is there something you're planning? And do you have the means to carry out that plan? And these questions are important questions because these questions help us to assess the risk of what the person is actually, how, how great the risk is to the person. 
And another difference between uh, people with suicidal obsession or suicidal ideation, I should say, is that people with genuine suicidal ideation do not see their thoughts as an external threat. In other words, when they think about suicide, they don't see this as some intrusive thought that is coming into their minds. They are actually thinking these thoughts and have have the intent to carry these thoughts out. They may have active thoughts of of carrying these this plan of suicide out, or it may be passive, as I have said before. But people with suicidal OCD see these thoughts as being intrusive, and they're worried about the thoughts that they have. So let me say that we should take every thought about suicide seriously. So if you're someone who, are, who is struggling with suicidal thought and you are not sure whether it's uh, suicide OCD or it's suicidal ideation, I would strongly recommend that you get professional help. If you feel that you're in imminent danger, that you you check yourself into the nearest emergency hospital to get help or call the crisis hotline to in your area to talk with someone about the way that you are feeling because every thought of suicide should be taken seriously however what i have found in my practice is that people who have suicidal ocd are no more at risk to kill themselves than people with any other form of OCD. So in other words, a person who has OCD about hand washing or this fear of germs or a person with checking behavior is no more at risk for killing themselves than a person with suicidal OCD, or should be the other way around. A person with suicidal OCD is no more at risk of killing themselves than a person who has OCD over touching a doorknob or over checking or, or, or checking over and over again to make sure that the door is locked. And so suicidal thoughts, just because a person has suicidal thoughts, doesn't necessarily mean that the person is at high risk of committing suicide. A professional can tell you whether or not the thoughts that you're having are obsessive thoughts, or whether or not these are thoughts that you're having that you actually intend to carry out. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show, where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, the difference between suicide ideation and suicide OCD. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com or by calling 1-877-204-2914 where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. And also, as we discuss this topic, I think it would be important for us also to realize that a person can have a thought of not wanting 
to live and yet not be suicidal. So just because you have a thought that you no longer want to be alive and because their life is just unbearable, it doesn't mean that you are planning to take your life or that you're suicidal. Elijah was an example of this. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we hear of the prophet Elijah being depressed and coming to this place where he was so frustrated that after years of hard work trying to get rid of the prophets of Baal, that Jezebel now wanted to kill him. And this kind of frustration and hopelessness that Elijah felt took him to this place where he prayed to God and said, God, take my life. So I have had clients over the years who have come in to say, I don't want to live anymore, but I would never take my life. I wish that God would call me home by some means, but I would never take my life. And even people with suicidal thoughts, who have passive suicidal thoughts, would say, these thoughts, they come and they go, but I have no plans to take my life. And I will never do it because it would hurt my children too much or it would hurt my wife too much. So I think it's important for us to realize in dealing with these thoughts that there are many different kinds of thoughts when it comes to when it comes to suicide and educating ourselves about these different types of thoughts can be very helpful i have had many of my clients who come in or having suicidal ocd and their anxiety is just through the roof because they are afraid that one day they're going to take their life and when i explain this principle of su- of suicidal ocd and what it means a lot of them have instant relief because they realize that what they are battling with it's it's ocd and it's not suicide ideation there is a big difference between the two and it's important to keep these differences in mind so the next thing i'd like to talk about today is how suicidal ocd is treated it is important that if you're having any form of OCD or if you're having suicidal OCD, that you get the right kind of help. And one of the kind of help that is very effective in treating suicidal OCD and other forms of OCD is exposure and response prevention. And this type of, of therapy, EP, ERP has been proven to be very effective in treating suicidal OCD. So the basic principle of ERP is that, number one, a person's obsessive thought or triggers leads to high anxiety. So a person with 
suicidal OCD may have a certain thought that comes into their mind or they might be triggered by a certain sight. For example, they see a knife on the kitchen counter and right away that trigger of seeing the knife or this thought uh, that pops into their mind that you could take your life creates a very high level of anxiety. So that's the, that's the first the first and basic principle in 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 ERP is that obsessive thoughts or trigger leads to very high anxiety. The second premise is that when a person has these triggers or thoughts that they what they do is that they engage in ritualistic compulsive behavior in an attempt to decrease the anxiety. So let me give you an example of what I mean by this. So using that same example of a person with suicidal OCD and they see this knife and they have this high anxiety, what if I use that knife to to harm myself? That person's anxiety at that moment uh, goes very, very high and they need to do something about it. So they come up with a behavior, compulsive behavior to decrease the anxiety. So that behavior could be to lock away the knife in a drawer. And so the, the that that behavior is the compulsive or ritualistic compulsive behavior. And then the third principle that ERP therapist believes is that these ritualistic behavior reinforces the trigger or the anxious thoughts. So in other words, when a person acts out of compulsion in an attempt to decrease the high anxiety that they're feeling, what they're actually doing is that they're actually reinforcing the trigger or the anxious thought that happened in the first place. So the more you put away the knife, the more you hide whatever it is that is triggered, the more you avoid circumstances that is triggering your suicidal OCD, the more it will persist and the more troubled you will be. So what exposure and response prevention therapists do is that they seek to interrupt the ritualistic behavior. So instead of locking away that object or avoiding circumstances that might be a trigger, what they do is that they, they, they clinically introduce the person to those situations that cause stress with the intention that they will become desensitized to this stress, to this trigger or this thought over time, and that the anxiety will increase. And so this is a very, very effective method of, of treating OCD because this exposure over time decreases. So step one in treating in treating OCD is that you should identify what your triggers are. 
what triggers this obsessive thought or anxiety. Maybe it's seen a certain object. Maybe it has been in certain places. Maybe it just comes from uh, certain times of the day. You have certain thoughts at certain times of the day. And so knowing what those situations are is a is an important first step in treating in treating suicidal OCD. And what OCD what what these therapists do, exposure and response prevention therapists do is that they have you come up with a list of the different triggers. So for example, you could have 10 things that trigger you and you're asked to rate those 10 things in order of highest level stress at the top to the least stressful at the bottom. And then over time, what they will start doing is to expose you to the least stressful event until it doesn't bother you anymore. And then they take you to the next event upon that, upon that list, the next uh, incident that is next in in terms of severity of trigger, and as you become exposed to that over time, you will find that your anxiety will decrease. So I won't go into much detail here because I know this can be very confusing uh, explaining uh, a branch of therapy that uh, takes uh, many months to study. But the basic principle here is exposure instead of avoidance. When people have suicidal OCD, they try to avoid whatever it is that causes stress. This branch of therapy exposes them to these triggers and desensitize them over time. Another very powerful treatment for OCD for suicidal OCD is CBT, so cognitive behavior therapy. And cognitive behavior therapy can be powerful in helping a person to differentiate between what's rational thoughts and what's irrational thoughts. And many of my clients come to a place where they are no longer troubled by these thoughts that these, these obsessive thoughts because they're able to use cognitive behavior therapy to realize that they would never take the, their life and that these thoughts are just thoughts and there is nothing behind it. Uh, medication can also be of benefit for those suffering from suicidal OCD because a lot of it has been driven by anxiety and there are certain anxiety medication and depression medication that can be very helpful in treating suicidal OCD. So if you are listening today and you are suffering from suicidal OCD, let me just say that there is help for you. And I would say uh, seek out a professional that understands how to treat this 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 uh, situation, this type of OCD, because you don't have to continue suffering. If you are suffering from suicidal ideation, regardless of whether or not it's passive or active, I would say treat that as important and urgent as well and get the help that you need because you don't have to continue to suffer with 
these thoughts. And so I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Life Transformation Show. I also want to remind you that we are on the air every Monday morning at 9 a.m. You can find out more about our Christ-centered ministry by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com, or by calling one 204 We would be delighted to hear from you and accompany you on your healing journey. If you missed the first part of today's show, you can listen to it in its entirety on our YouTube channel. Just search Elim Counseling Services on YouTube. We are delighted that our channel have now surpassed 2 million views. Remember to subscribe to be notified each time we post new content. If you have not yet donated to our ministry, please consider doing so through our website, elimcounselingministry.com, or through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash elimcounseling. Until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.